Life is an incredible archive of stories. If you do it right, or even if you do it wrong, just living long enough will supply you with a treasure trove of memorable adventures. The following memories take place over many decades. So settle in with a cold one and let me tell you a story. Even in my elementary school years, sitting in a wheelchair, I was always surrounded by friends. During my high school and college years, more was always better. If you weren't on a date, going out meant going out with the guys. It was always an event that started with the words, We're all going to. When I spasmed a muscle in my lower back, then ignored it for about a week, the guys were all there waiting for me when I walked out of University Medical Center after three muscle relaxer injections straight into the misbehaving muscle. They had also been there when the paramedics picked me up off the dorm room floor. It had taken a while, but they finally realized that the tears coming out of my eyes were not from laughing at the body English seafarer drinking songs that one of them had dug up at the college library. It only hurt when I laughed, literally. About an hour or so after being wheeled into the hospital, I was back on my feet and we went from UMC to P-A-R-T-Y. But at a certain point in my life, I began to believe that it was better to have quality rather than quantity when it came to friends. I guess the way you look at relationships changes with age. For me, it happened after moving to Los Angeles. I no longer lived in the friend incubator of the dorm. Although I made many friends, they all had different personalities, likes, and dislikes. Looking back, my college buddies were also distinctly different individuals, but there was no longer the common bond of college life. Go Cats was not a universally understood greeting, and the Friday night ritual of everyone meeting up at Gentle Bends or the Bum Steer had become nothing more than a distant memory. A lifetime of group friendships was now scattered across the country. I always tried to make friends wherever I went. That rule applied even when I attempted a misguided career as a life insurance salesperson. It wasn't good insurance, but it was great money. My career ended when I walked into a home where they needed food, not our crummy pay-forever insurance plan. I couldn't do the hard sell and still feel good about myself. Besides, I was never going to compete with the best salesperson in the agency. She was a beautiful blonde who wore silk shirts open halfway down her chest and sold most of her policies to young men and older men who thought they were younger men. Go figure. But I did come away from the experience having a strong friendship with another salesperson, Ken. Realizing that I was never going to be insurance salesperson of the year, I decided to bear down, to use the University of Arizona Wildcat expression, and focus on my writing career. I made a lot of friends inside and outside of the entertainment industry. Some were famous, most were not. It was also a nice balance of male and female. Yes, it is possible to be friends with a woman without secretly wanting to jump into bed every time you get together. I knew a lot of people I considered friends, but I found that there was a big difference between friends and acquaintances. 
Acquaintances are just like friends in that you can go out and have fun with them. Friends, on the other hand, are people who you trust implicitly and care deeply about, especially when it's not so much fun. Still, there are times when the line between the two can get blurred. In those moments, a leap of faith or a twist of fate are the only ways to tell the difference. It took a unique moment in my life for me to realize that one of my acquaintances was actually a true friend. All of my surgeries were done at Orthopedic Hospital in downtown Los Angeles. It was a high-tech, acute care facility. Before one of my surgeries, I was informed that, at some point, I was going to be moved to a recuperation facility before removing the cast. This would be done because all I would be doing was waiting for bones to mend. The Board of Utilization, a group of doctors that determines the most efficient use of hospital beds, wouldn't allow me to just lay around the hospital in a holding pattern. I spent the week before surgery searching for an adequate recuperation facility. In those days, there was no such thing as a rehabilitation facility, at least in the current sense of the word. The best you could do was find a place to be warehoused for a few weeks. These places had minimal health care and almost non-existent amenities. They almost always looked better from the outside looking in than from the inside looking out. After a few days, I found what was considered to be one of the best facilities in Los Angeles. I rationalized that it was just a temporary, less comfortable means to an end. After all, I was only going to be in a full leg cast. I'd done that before, and I could do it again. Or so I thought. Sometimes, ignorance really is bliss. The surgery went according to plan, that is, until I woke up. I found myself in a cast from my chest to my groin, with appropriate openings front and back. The cast extended down my right leg to my foot. I was, for all intents and purposes, a plaster coffee table. Still, I was in the Starship Enterprise of hospitals, and they knew how to deal with people furniture. They were also skilled in attending to my need for food and the eventual outcome of that food. They took care of my personal hygiene and, most important of all, pain management. Those were the days before I trained myself to deal with intense pain without turning to prescription or non-prescription drugs. They had drugs, lots and lots of drugs. In my case, it was mostly morphine and Demerol. In the days that followed, I was pain-free and as comfortable as I could possibly be. That is, until the day came when they told me I was about to be beamed down to a mining planet. I had conveniently forgotten about being warehoused. I was on my back and couldn't really move. I also had enough morphine in me to stop a charging rhinoceros. That amount of morphine can play tricks with your mind. In my case, it caused me to go through something I'd never gone through before, nor have I gone through since. I had a full-blown, breathing into a brown paper bag, panic attack. Under normal circumstances, I'm the guy who analyzes, evaluates, and, most importantly, stays calm. I never panic. But these were not normal circumstances, and I wasn't exactly in my right mind. When the nurses realized that the paper bag wasn't working and they couldn't convince me to relax, 
It was suggested that I call someone who might be able to calm me down. At that moment, I couldn't remember my own phone number, but for some reason, I remembered Sharon's phone number. Sharon was an actor on a very popular detective TV series. Since we lived pretty close to each other, I would sometimes go over to her house to chat. Those were the days when chatting was something you did in person. I considered her an acquaintance. That was about to change. The nurse dialed the number and handed the phone receiver over to me. It only took Sharon's assistant, Stephanie, about ten seconds to realize that this wasn't the same person she knew for my visit. Boarding out, Sharon's on her way to an important meeting. She's just getting in the car. Let me see if I can stop her. She dropped the phone. A couple of minutes later, Sharon picked up the dropped receiver. The anxiety in my voice told her that she wasn't going to make the meeting. I heard her tell Stephanie to reschedule. She spent the next hour or so talking me down. As the morphine started wearing off and my panic attack subsided, Sharon felt comfortable enough to end our conversation. I no longer felt anxious about being moved. As it turned out, I had reason to be anxious, but that's for a different podcast episode. In the end, it wasn't a group of friends who got me through one of the worst periods of my surgery-encompassed life. It was one true friend. Sometimes, that's all you need. Until the journey brings us together once more, take care and stay safe.